Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie Updowns. I'm really happy to be here with you today at the end of our book launch week. We've got a great show in store for you. It's been the most fun week launching my first kid's book, What Sounds Fun to You. You all have been so kind about how you're loving it. If you haven't gotten your copy of What Sounds Fun to You, it's available everywhere you love to buy books. I hope you'll grab it and love it and share it with your people. Your support means the world. And if you haven't gotten your tickets to the That Sounds Fun live stream on November 2nd, you guys, what are you waiting for? It's me and Eddie Koffeltz. It's going to be so fun. It's the perfect opportunity to attend a live event in your not real pants from the comfort of your own living room. Just go to Compassion passionlive.com for all the details. And I want to give you a heads up that next week, just like we did last year, we're passing the mic over to my good friend, Pastor Mike Kelsey. When Mike hosted That Sounds Fun in 2020, there was a lot of racial upheaval going on in our country. And he and his friends really thoughtfully and generously gave us the unique and priceless opportunity to listen in to some raw and honest conversations around racial reconciliation. It is something that changed me. And it's work that I want to stay consistent and faithful and engaging, even when it's not in the headlines quite as blatantly. So go on and get excited because it will be a week full of insight and honesty and help in our journey toward racial unity. And I'm just so grateful for Mike. So that will be next week. But today on the show, speaking of launch weeks, we get to talk to my friend Maddie Pruitt. Since her time on season 24 of ABC's The Bachelor, Maddie has used her massive platform to encourage and inspire others to stay true to themselves, regardless of the peer pressure that exists in every situation. Now, she's taken that same sentiment to the next level in a strikingly personal look into her own journey of navigating the complexities of life. In her first book that also launched on Tuesday, Made for This Moment, Standing Firm with Strength, Grace, and Courage. So here is my conversation with our friend, Maddie Pruitt. Okay, Maddie, we're going now. We just like jumped in and started talking about all the things and then we hit record. So now we, we need to we really were so go. Excited. We were excited to see each other. That's true. Okay. Wait, so you live in Dallas now? I live in Dallas. You weren't wrong though, because I, I almost moved to LA. I was planning on moving to LA. Yeah. Went out there for like an extended stay for like two weeks. And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is not my place. And I have a bunch of friends that live out there and love it, but it just was not my vibe. I did not feel at home. Yeah. I did not have a peace. It just, yeah, it just wasn't my thing. And so I, I had already made plans to stay, um, to live with the girl that I'm living with now in Dallas, but she was in LA and we had made plans to live together, get a place. And I called her and I was like, listen, I just can't move to LA. Like, I don't have a piece about it. Like, I don't feel like this yeah. God's telling me to live. And she was like, are you kidding me? Like, we made plans. Like, you know, and she's like upset. And I'm like, listen, I would love to live with you. If Dallas gets put on your heart, I'd love to still live together. She literally, God speaks to her like a week later that she's supposed to, because her family lives in Dallas, that she's supposed to move back home to Dallas. Oh no. And so now we live together in Dallas. It was like totally a God thing. But yes, I, you were wrong. I was supposed to live in LA. I just have this one picture in my mind of you being in an empty apartment in LA that you posted maybe on social media. And I was like, she's in LA. But then I know you're really close with Jenny Allen and you're close with a bunch of my Dallas people. And I was like, I'm very confused. Yeah, yeah. Why is she always in Dallas when she lives in LA? <laughs> like that is a lot of travel. Okay. Will you talk about that for a second? Cause so many of our friends listening are trying to hear God and figure out hearing God. What did it feel like to not have peace in LA? Hmm. 
You know, for me, I feel like anytime there's a lack of peace, there's always just like this wrestle and just like unsettling. There's question marks and confusion. And that goes for literally everything in my life. Same with relationships. Like anytime I've been like praying through a relationship and I'm sitting here like, God, please give me peace. peace. Like, please give me peace. And I just like have all these question marks. It's like almost every single time, actually pretty much every single time it's because God's like, there's a reason that you're still confused. There's a reason you're still asking me to give you peace, Maddie. And, um, and so for me with LA, it was kind of the same thing. I just got there and it just did not feel like home. I just was walking around. I just couldn't picture myself in this place. I just, I don't know. Like it just was this weird unsettling just in my heart of just like, this doesn't like something feels off. Like it just doesn't feel right. And I felt this yeah. weird draw to Dallas, had no friends and family here and just like uh-uh. no friends and family. I didn't know Jenny Allen until I moved here. So I didn't know anyone out here except one of my, like my, she is a mentor to me, but we'd only spent like uh, not a ton of time together. Um, She's on the Propel ministry team. And she like, I mean, has kind of ministered to me from afar, but she was like the yeah. person I knew that was in Dallas. And so it was like a total leap of faith for me. And, um, and then it ended up working out because my roommate Janine ended up moving back and we ended up being able to live together. Then we joined a small group with Jenny Allen and Jenny yeah. has become my mentor here. And it's been such an incredible God thing, but it was definitely a weird time in my life where I was like, where am I supposed to go? I don't know where I'm supposed to live. And it was a weird tension of like, okay, God, where are we going? What are we doing? And so I'm guessing you're at Watermark. If you're with friends with Jenny or are y'all oh, still figuring it out? I'm still figuring it out. Janine's family went to Watermark when she was growing up. So she's gone there like when she was growing up. And so it's her home church. Right. And then Jenny goes there. A few of my other friends go there. I've been church hopping and I'm trying to figure out where exactly I want to be. I do love Watermark, but I'm still just, I'm trying to figure it out. I want to try like a bunch of different places and then kind of make a decision after that. Do people know who you are everywhere you go? So every church you show up at, is it like, well, I have to be full Maddie Pruitt. Like I've got to be Maddie Pruitt when I show up because they've all seen me on TV or have you been able to be invisible and like try a church? So that's the hard part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is, it is. Yeah, I, I went to, I've gone to a couple different churches. There have been a couple where it's been no, like no one's come up to me and it was, it was great. Yeah. But there have been a few other ones and that's what has made it a little difficult because it's such, it's such an honor, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like these yes. people are coming up to me and saying the most kind things and just applauding me and affirming me. And it's genuinely so sweet. Like I, I love it, but it's like, you know, church at the same time is also that place where you want to just like, you just want to like escape and it's, it's a home and it's safe and you just want to feel like you can just fully be yourself and I feel like I've, I have had a little bit of a difficult time here finding that yet. And it's, what's hard is like back at home in Alabama, my family, like we were in the same church for like 10 years. So I knew right. everyone there. It was homey. Like it just, I could just be myself. I was super close with the pastor and his wife and the whole leadership. And I led the college ministry there. So like I was very involved and now it's like, I'm starting yeah. over and I don't know people except for, you know, some people that will come up and just introduce themselves. And so it's just, it takes some time to kind of get in a groove, you know, and that's where, that's where we're yes. at right now. And I want you to hear me say, no one's hearing you be ungrateful. I mean, you're doing a beautiful job, but we say this a lot around here of doing the yes. And yes, people know who I am everywhere I go and I'm grateful. 
And yes, people know who I am everywhere I go. And it makes church church shopping a little bit challenging because you can't be invisible. And yeah, it's, that is relationships in general. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I bet. Did you imagine, did you have any friends that were on Bachelor before you that could give you any heads up about what this was going to be like? No, girl. I straight up walked into that thing as blind as blind can be, which is a God thing. Because yeah. I think if God had shown me what I was walking into, I 1 million percent would have been, been like, no, nope. I'm out. <laughs> Call me out, God. I love you. But Nineveh, I ain't going. I'm running. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> so, no, I had no idea. I actually never seen the show before. Um, I had seen clips of it. I had seen like little, sure. a lot of my friends watched the show and that was how I even got involved was they applied me for the show. So I oh remember gosh. one time in particular, we were going through, we actually were like doing a small group. I show up and our small group book is like, everyone's book is like on the floor and everyone's like crouched over. And I was like, what's going on? And everyone's like watching the show. I walk in and I see that it's the bachelor and I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we watching the show? <laughs> and then later <laughs> that night, they ended up applying me without me knowing. So I like have only seen, I had only seen little like small parts of the show before I went on it. Yeah. There was so much I didn't know. I did not talk to anyone beforehand other than like I talked to, you know, spiritual accountability and people like that. But sure, sure, sure. Not any, anybody that was on the show that I could like seek advice from. So it was definitely like the biggest test of obedience and faith, um, of like that I've ever experienced. I mean, did, did it feel like God asked you to like obedience is going to do this thing? Girl, when you read my book and I'll have to tell you more, I'll tell you more later. I'll tell you the whole thing. Cause it would take a whole book yeah. for me to explain everything that happened in leading up to me saying yes, because I, so I graduated from Auburn university with a degree in communications, as well as went through Highlands college by a Bible college and got yeah. a degree in pastoral leadership. So I was like on track, wanted to be a pastor, wanted to marry a pastor. Like that was, I mean, and in the South, very, you know, just like, you know, what, where I'm going. With That's that. what we do. Yes. That's what we do. Yeah. Get married young. I mean, and just have your sweet little family of five. I don't know. Like that was, yeah. <laughs> And that was what I asked for and prayed for and hoped for and thought like that was where I was headed. And through a, you know, turn of events, series of events, I ended up, you know, ending a relationship with a guy I'd been dating for four years that I thought I was going to marry was in a oh just lonely season. And, but just knew, like knew God was preparing me for something, but I didn't know what. And, yeah. you know, when I got the call from the bachelor at first, I was immediately like, absolutely not. You know, this does not make right. sense. It's not like on track with what I'm doing and what I'm going after. Like, it doesn't even make sense for them to want me because I'm not the kind of girl that they would even want on their show. Like to me, it just didn't even make sense. Right. And so I was, you know, trying to like logically work my way through it and just like, no God, like, you know, that's funny. No, it's, that's, I'm not going to, right. you know, and you know, just through months of praying because it was a long process and through months of praying through it with my family and with my friends I just felt so strongly that it was where God was leading me and it was something I couldn't shake kind of to what I was speaking to earlier on the flip side of not feeling called to move to LA with this yeah I felt so called to go on The Bachelor and it did not make sense but I had this undeniable peace and just through signs and through words and just through God, I mean, even God's voice and just what I felt in my spirit, like I knew it was where God was leading me. And there was no doubt in my mind about that, but I was terrified 
to the core. Like I was so <laughs> sure. terrified. I knew Christianity had been depicted not in a great light previously with the show. Yeah. And that was a scary place to step into. And I, but I knew, like, I was like, okay, God, like, I just have to trust that on the other side of this obedience is going to be blessing and is going to be your promise and is going to be your provision. Uh, and I just yeah. have to trust that if you're leading me to it, like, you're going to sustain me, direct me, protect me through it. And I just had to have, like, that just faith, you know, to kind of carry yeah. into that. But I had no idea what it was going to look like, did not know it was going to be me and, like, Peter standing together at the end, um, trying to figure it out. Had no idea like all that was going to come with it. And even the opportunities that I have now, it was literally just yeah. a, okay, God, I surrender. I trust you. I this is a weird, tiny question I've always had about The Bachelor. Can you have your quiet times and stuff? Like, do they let you have your Bible in your journal? So yes, you can have your Bible in your journal. But what I will say is um, your time is limited and you don't ever have time. Like you're not alone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're never alone. There's people right. around. So, I mean, I would have my moments. Like I would sneak away. I would lock myself in the bathroom. Like I would do whatever yeah. I had to do to get five minutes. But I mean, you definitely don't. And that was the crazy part. And actually what I honestly kind of just forgot about until you brought up. But I remember when I came home and I was telling my family, cause they didn't know, like until I got back what right. happened. And so I'm like telling them all about the experience and I'm sharing everything that happened. And I was just saying, I was like, you know, what's so crazy is you're, when you step into something like that, you're kind of like stripped away from everything that's made you, you, your whole life. Like you don't have your mom, your, your dad, your friends, your church, like music. You don't have, like, you don't have a sermon to watch. You don't have anything. Like it's literally you and God. Right. And I was like, it's so crazy because it just showed me like I, my relationship with Jesus went so much deeper during that time because it just showed, I was like, man, God showed up. Like I could not have yeah. done him and he showed up and really just gave me the strength, grace, and courage that I needed through that time, you know, on the show. And then even coming off the show and having to work through so many different things, um, and then had for like the show being aired and having to then work through so many different things after that, I mean, and just your whole life changing. It's just, it's been so cool how it's grown my relationship with God, but also how God has used it in such a powerful way yeah. to reach other people through such an unlikely source and through such an unlikely route. And it just shows me like, that's how big our God is that he can't be contained. He can't be boxed in. He's not just within the four walls of a church but he wants to use anything and anyone that is open to being used by him. And so it just, I don't know. It's just been so cool to be a part of it, honestly. Okay. Maddie. So is that why it made for this moment? Is that why Esther was such a good companion Bible person for you? Because that I think about all the time, like she was trafficked from her home. Yeah. literally. She left everything. Is that, is that one of the reasons you kind of feel connected with her? So that was the reason I felt personally connected, but I even felt like when I came off The Bachelor and I had so many people asking me, Maddie, how were you able to stand firm under pressure? How were you able to stay yeah. true to yourself? How were you able to be led by your beliefs and your convictions rather than by the opinions of other people and the pressures of the world around you? Like, how did you do that? And for me, when I was thinking through that, I was like, oh my gosh, you know what's crazy is that that story of Esther kind of was what was my foundation and kind of the what I kept leaning on throughout the time of the show and what God continued to lay on my heart. One of the signs that he continued to show me before I went on the show was Esther 414. 
And it says, you know, for maybe you've been called to this royal position for such a time as this. And I kept seeing that everywhere. And it was the verse that I clung to during the time of the show. And so when I got off of it and I was reminded of all of that and I was reached out to by agencies and publishing companies, I was like, oh my gosh, I should, you know, put something out there that really speaks to this story that I feel like is needed in this world where you look at the story of Esther, God's name is never mentioned, much like the world ever, right? Like God's name is not mentioned. And if it is, and most of the time it's in a very mocking, condescending way. So for me, I was like, wow, this is such a parallel to the world that we're living in today. And I just had just this, God, just this passion that was like birthed inside of me of like, I want to see Esther's rise up in this generation and in this world today. This young women rising up, knowing who they are, knowing their calling and purpose and being unashamed, being unwavering in their faith and in their convictions and not caring what the cost is, what the consequences may be, because they know exactly who they they are. They know exactly what God has called them to be and what God has called them to do. And they're not swayed by the opinions and the pressures around them. They're just so rooted in that. And so I wanted to write a book that really spoke to the power of knowing who you are, you know, for those out there who are longing to know their identity, longing to find, you know, who am I in a world that's constantly trying to tell me who I am. I wanted to speak to the person who's like, why on earth am I here? Like, why am I even born? Why am I even alive? Is it just like random? Is it accident? Is it just what? Like, I wanted to speak to you. No, actually, you were made on purpose and for a purpose. And God has put something so special and unique inside of you. And it's needed in this world. And I wanted to just light a fire under people and say, you know what? Like, it's time that we stop just waiting for notifications to light up on our phone. And it's time for us to stop waiting for other people to do it. Because if not you, then who? And it's time for us to rise up and say, this is who God's called me to be. And I'm going to use my voice, not even for myself, but to realize that I'm a part of something so much bigger than me. And I'm going to use what God has given me to make a difference for the world around me. And so that was like what birth, like I just had this just passion birthed inside of me when I was reading through all of these comments and all of these DMs and all of these questions of girls. And honestly, guys too, like so many people just reaching out saying like, Oh my gosh, like you were such encouraging, like so it's such encouragement to me. Like, how did you do it? Like, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. And it was like so yeah. many people that just needed like a little bit of a push and like a little bit of a challenge because they so desperately wanted to do it, but they were so worried, one, about what other people thought, and two, they didn't right. feel like they had what it took to stand firm. And they didn't feel like yeah. they were enough to be able to walk out and, and purpose and to live a life worthy of the calling God has given that they didn't feel like they were enough. Yeah. And so I wanted to write something that's like, no, 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 I'm not perfect. I don't have it all figured out. I just want to meet you exactly where you're at, but I want to help take you to exactly where God has called you to be. And I want you to step into, you know, your the fullness of what God has for you and step into your purpose and to know that this life isn't, you're not supposed to be perfect. And the good news is, is that we serve a perfect God and he's so full of grace and he's so full of love, but he's also so full of truth. And he's not, he doesn't just want you to just go through this life, like, you know, just paper in the wind, wherever the wind blows, like, no, like you have a purpose, you have an aim, you have a focus, you have a vision for your life. And I just want to help people discover that and walk in that. And so that was really like where it got started. Esther was the heartbeat of it um, for my own personal life and kind of the vision that I had during the time on the show and even off the show, just knowing like, hey, I was made for such a time as this. I was made yeah. for the moment. And then just having that passion inside of me of like, but you know what? So are you. 
Like you were made yeah. for this moment. You were made for such a time as this. And so that's kind of where it, where it all got started. And I remember just talking with the team when I came off and we were brainstorming through it and we were talking through, okay, for such a time as this, like what's the modern way of saying that? And then that yeah. came up with, with made for this moment. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our incredible partners, Superbeats from Human. Introducing a new way to start your day, Superbeats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat. They give you the energy you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees or energy drinks or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beat Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote healthy heart energy for your day without an afternoon crash, which I'm thankful for. Because of the Super Beats Heart Chews unique clinically researched grapeseed extract, they promote healthy heart energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. These chews taste so good, you guys, and I love knowing that they're like supporting my actual heart health. They do take a while to chew up. It's about the only time your girl AFD is quiet in the mornings. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beat Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. So do more for your heart and treat yourself with Super Beats Heart Chews. Join over a million customers and get free shipping and returns, a 90-day money-back guarantee. And right now, you can get a free 30-day supply with your first purchase at superbeats.com slash that sounds fun. That's superbeats, B-E-E-T-S dot com slash that sounds fun. And now back to my conversation with Maddie. What made you, I mean, you, what made you want to write a book of all the things? Because like you're killing it on TikTok. You have a zillion Instagram followers. Like you have the ability to speak into people's lives. What's different about a book? So what's crazy is I actually, when I was alluding to earlier, that season of life, that was really hard for me. And I felt like God was preparing yeah. me for something that I was about to step into that like I needed that season. Like I needed that season of refinement. I needed that season of preparation. I needed that season of holding down so that God could build me up and prepare me for what was girl. And I talk about that a lot in my book um, because I think so many times people want the big moments, the moments that everybody see, the the TikTok moments, the retweets, the Instagram highlight reels. I mean, and, and the reality TV show, everybody wants those moments, right? But no one's willing to go through what it takes to be prepared to step into that. And I, yes. no, 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 it's so important to know that it wasn't, oh, I just had this miraculous strength and ability to stand firm in my convictions with the whole world watching. No, 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 it's actually tied to the private decisions and the everyday moments of pursuing God and letting him fill me with who he is and feeding my spirit and knowing who I am and making the tough decisions when no one was around that gave me the strength and the courage to be able to stand firm when everyone was watching. And I talk all about that in my book. And so for me, when I was in that season of loneliness, when no one was around, no one knew who the heck Maddie Pruitt was. And it was a season of um, a lot of pain. Like it was really a really, really tough season. But I remember God was speaking to me he, he spoke to me, start writing. And I was like, who am I writing to? <laughs> I'm like, well, no one cares. Like no one's here. Like who, who am I writing to? And I felt like he was like, this is going to serve a purpose. Like just start writing. Wow. So I started writing, had no idea what it was for. I was like, I don't know if this is for a blog, if this is for a book, if this is going to be something I, I speak one day, or maybe this is literally just healing for me. Like maybe this is just therapeutic yeah. for me. I don't know. And so I just started writing and had no idea like what it was for, what it was going to lead to. 
came off the show, was reached out to by agencies and publishers. Yeah. And then that's kind of what picked it back up again. I had already started writing my book. Oh my gosh. And thank God, because I had had kind of that season of right. preparing for it um, and kind of warming up to it. And so really it was something that was laid on my heart a while ago. But you know, for me, what was so crazy, because I actually get asked that question, because when I came off the show, I was presented with all these opportunities, right? Like, Oh, I bet it's just like they line up. There's just a zillion things. Right? Yeah. And like so many TV shows and, and press things. And, and I mean, everything you can imagine trips. I mean, everything. Yeah. And I just felt like the Lord was like, now's not the time. Like, don't like, now's not the time to use your voice. And I was like, no. but that doesn't make sense, God. Like, this is when like people want to hear from me. Like everyone's asking me like, Matt, yes. what, do you, what do you have to say? Like, what do you think? And like, you know, my engagement is high right now. I just came off the show. Like, you know, and, and I was like, God, that doesn't make sense. And I just felt like God was like, now's not the time. And I went. God's economy is so different than ours. Isn't it? I know. And it's crazy. Like, and, and even like looking back now, I mean, it still was like moments like, okay, God, like I just trust you. Cause yeah, I mean, my engagement is nothing like what it was then. I mean, I I'm not getting the same opportunity. I still am getting a lot of opportunities, but not like right when you come off the bachelor. Right. Right. So for me, it was like, okay, God, like I just trust you. But I felt like what God was going to do in the long term was going to far outweigh what I could have done on my own in the short term. And wow. I felt like anything I would have done immediately after would have been very selfish. I wasn't, in, I wasn't fully healed. I wasn't in a place to really use my voice right there in that moment. I still would have glorified God, but I don't think it would have Certainly. been to the fullness of what God had in mind. And so I felt like God was telling me to just hold, hold back and use my voice in a manner that was going to be worthy of him, which I feel like now is in this book. And so when I came off the show, I didn't do like any press. I think I did one yeah. podcast with one of my friends, um, Caitlin Bristow. And it was like, I think a month after I'd come off the show. And that was all I did. Like I did not do anything else. Um, I stayed pretty much completely off of everything. I didn't speak out about The Bachelor. I didn't speak out about, like, I didn't do any of that. And I said no to pretty much every opportunity that came my way. And I just trusted. I was like, okay, Lord, like, I'm going to trust that it's going to be your name that's made known. It's going to be you who gets to the glory. And it's going to be at the right time in the right way. And yeah. I just, I just truly trusted that. And so when I was reached out to um, a few months later, you know, and getting opportunities to speak at conferences and getting opportunities to work with different publishing companies and agencies to write a book, I was like, ah, okay. God. <laughs> I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. Here. I see you. I see you. <laughs> um, but it still was, you know, it was a crazy time because I, I, at that time, you know, when you're writing a book, like you have to almost remove yourself from everything. So I would like go to yes. the beach and just like completely get off social media, get away from everyone and just log off from life for like, oh, yeah. and just write. And, you know, and again, that was kind of during that season of life when everyone was like, Maddie, why aren't you posting more? Like you could be really building your engagement, really growing, like really taking advantage of all these opportunities, of all these things, making more mm -hmm. money. And I was like, it's not about that. Like, it's not about that for me. Yeah. And I just felt like that was the time where I was supposed to be just really pouring my heart out. It was fresh. And God was just giving me so much just revelation as I was writing. And I just felt like that was, you know, it was setting me up for being able to speak into, I'm praying and hoping like this generation. And so for me, I just had that moment of realizing, wow, like it never was about me. And so I'm not about to start making it about me. 
And I know that I'm a part of something so much bigger than myself. And so if God is telling me to wait and God wants to use me in a different way and through a different outlet, then I'm going to trust that. And so it came through writing. Didn't know I was going to be an author one day, but here we are. And now the book is coming out. <laughs> I mean, you wanted to be a preacher. So you're just doing the thing that preachers do. Preachers write books. I mean, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> do you miss living near your family and like kind of doing life with them every day? Has that been hard in all this new stuff to also be there in Auburn, right? They're in Auburn. I have, so my um, middle, my sister who's right under me, because I have two sisters, Mallory, um, who's right below me. She is still in Auburn with my family. And then um, she works in Auburn. And then my youngest sister, Mary, is at college in Birmingham, Alabama. So she's in um, the same state, but just in a different city. But yeah, it's, you know, it's, I don't know. I've always been very independent. I love my family and I miss my family. But I love like doing my own thing. Like I love having my space. Yeah. I love, you know, Dallas just is so much more me, I feel like, than Alabama. Alabama just did not feel yeah. like me. It was amazing for growing up. Like I so cherish and value like everything about how I was raised, from where I was raised to my parents to my, I mean, everything. Um, and so I love Alabama in that way, but I, it was time. Like it was time yeah. to like go yeah. somewhere else. And so now I just, I love being in Dallas and my family's actually here in town and, you know, they're going to be here for, you know, just book launch week and all the things going yes. on. So, um, you know, I love when I get to see them, but I love having my thing. <laughs> Your own life too. I get it. Um, listen, I'm going to tell you my number one piece of advice when a new book comes out is you need to, I'll tell everyone listening, we're recording this on Monday. Everybody's going to hear this on Friday. So it's okay. during book launch week, but tonight when y'all go to dinner tonight's the night you celebrate because what actually happens tomorrow and days on, you can't control. Christine Kane always says, God yeah. puts books in hands. Amen. You've done everything you could do. You're putting yourself out there. You wrote the book. You're doing inter You're doing everything you can do. Yeah. So what you actually celebrate tonight is your obedience in writing the book. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then you go, okay, God, I'll sell because the work is done now. Right. And tomorrow what happens when it goes out to the world Okay. Well, you can't control it. You've okay. done the work. It actually stops being, I, I look forward to talking to you later this week and hearing if you feel this, but the thing that happens tomorrow is it stops being yours and it starts being everybody's. Yeah. And it's almost like, you're like, Oh, okay. Well, there goes that. That's not, that bird's not mine anymore. It flew away. Yeah. You know? And it's such a, it really is a crazy level of faith because it's, it's so vulnerable. Like for me, I'm so, I'm a very private person, which sounds funny because I went on a reality dating show. But I am. A, <laughs> I'm a very. You were very person. private on the show, by the way. You were private. I was very private, and I still am with yeah. social media. Like I, I have. It is hard for me to open up and invite people into, you know, things that are sacred and special and private to me. And so yeah. for me, it is very. It's a whole nother level of faith and trust with God, because it's like, okay, this is the most vulnerable thing I've ever done. I talk about things in this book that I've never shared with anyone that I've never opened yeah. up with other people that I've never even honestly probably vocalized before other than maybe in prayer time with yes. you God. So like, this is scary, you know, and this is vulnerable, but I just, you know, I've gotten to a place where, cause for the longest time I truly viewed strength and in being a leader and in being, you know, a moment maker and being made for this moment. I viewed that as like, I have to always be on. I have to be perfect. I have to be strong. I have to be this person who just puts people on my back and just, you know, I'm always yeah. ready for a fight. I'm always ready for whatever comes. 
But I feel like where, where God has really showed me, especially through The Bachelor and just through this past year and a half of my life, is, you know, where I end, he begins. And when I finish, he starts. Wow. It's so beautiful because it's like, honestly, especially on the show, when I was having one of the lowest and hardest moments of my entire life during Fantasy Sweet Week, when I was yes. just at an all-time low of just, God, I can't do this. Like, this is the hardest thing I've ever walked through in my life. And I am just, like, genuinely so terrified and just hurt to the point of just – I I didn't even have words. Like I just was so broken and I just felt so weak and just so small. And I just, it's crazy because now looking back, that was the biggest moment that God used throughout the entire season. And that was the moment where I feel like God got the most glory and the most honor. It's just so beautiful to show. It just is, you know, it's that picture of Ephesians too, you know, like, in my weakness, like he is strong. And like, that's when he steps yes. in and his grace is sufficient. It is enough. And so for me, it just has given me a whole different picture of what true strength, grace, and courage looks like. And so yeah. I don't know, it just, I have, you know, I think with everything I've walked through, I've realized that like the best thing I can do is just surrender and just trust. But that is hard for me because I'm a control freak and I'm an, <laughs> I'm an eight on the Enneagram. And so I, <gasps> you are, you're an eight. Maddie, I love that. I'm an eight wing seven. Get it, girl. Yes, I'm a seven wing eight. So we're going to party forever. We're going to party forever. I knew it. I know. (laughs) So yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I am just very, I'm expectant, but I just had to continue to remind myself. I mean, you know, all the cliche things is like my only job is obedience. And I just had to trust that. God is going to take care of the rest. And I already know that it's been a blessing to other people. And so I'm like, even if it is, has only been a blessing to the people that have already told me and it doesn't bless anyone else. Like I have, I know that's enough, you know, like those are people that their lives were encouraged and challenged. And so I just, I have to like surrender that, but that's great advice. And I am just, you're right. I'm just going to have to be like, okay, God, there you go. Yeah. Tonight's (laughs) the night you celebrate because tonight's the night that you like, your obedience is complete on this. Like you did it. You finished the book and you let it out and now it goes. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So what having, tell me what you know about God now that you didn't know before you went on the bachelor. Oh my gosh. I've never been asked that question. And I, I love that question. Honestly. I mean, I would say honestly, kind of to what I was alluding to. Well, I have two answers. Okay. I would say kind of to what I was alluding to. I feel like strength, grace, and courage was totally redefined for me. And I saw, I saw God in such a beautiful, different way than I had before um, through those things. And I think that for me, like I said, strength was meant perfection. I, and I had viewed grace as like passivity. Um, courage meant, you know, fists up, ready to fight. And I think that through the time on the show, God showed me what true strength, grace, and courage looked like. Courage doesn't always mean just standing up, using your voice, but true God-honoring courage is coupled with wisdom and rooted in conviction. And it's not even about good. It's knowing that if I speak out, it's because it's one, to honor God, and two, to help other people. And so courage was kind of just totally redefined for me in that way. And in knowing, okay, on my own, like I'm going to be, if I speak out and like I said, I'm an eight. And so for me, it's real easy for me to be courage, like courageous, fearless, you know, say whatever I, it comes to mind, whatever I need to say. Yeah. 
But I think that the Lord just totally sharpened me in that way of saying, Maddie, it's not about you. And I'm going to silence you in the moments you, you may feel that need to speak out, but I'm going to make sure to tell you in that moment. No, no, no. It's not the time. It's not the time. Yes. Like this isn't about yes. you. And so I would have even the bachelor finale when I felt like I was being targeted, my character, my reputation, my faith, all the things were being targeted and I was being attacked for different things. I was like, I felt inside of me like just this like anxiousness and anger rising up and just this defense. And the Lord was like, nope, nope, don't say anything. And I'm like, but I mean, your maturity, I, the idea of thinking back on that finale, the idea you've been an eight this whole time. I'm like, this girl can, can close her mouth by choice. Ooh, that wow. is impressive, Maddie, because I would have never, I mean, that is, that is genuinely so much maturity and so much wisdom. That is Wow. Well, and it just, and that is what has been so cool is just, I, I really feel like the Lord has refined me so much through this process. And it's been so cool to see how he's used it to impact other people, but also how it's impacted me and like my relationship yeah. with him and my spiritual maturity with him has just grown so much. And like I said, just, you know, seeing the importance of that courage coupled with wisdom, knowing when to speak, knowing when to be silent, knowing when to stand up, knowing when to sit down and having yeah. the ability to discern between the two is so important. Um, and then, yeah, like just him giving, showing me and giving me so much grace during that time um, when I felt like I couldn't keep going and just giving me grace for my race, giving me the ability to not compare like my life. I mean, I was around 30 girls who were gorgeous and amazing and all the things, but just gave me so much grace for who he'd called me to be and just being able mm. to embrace that and, and run my race. Well, I mean, I just saw him in just such a different light. And I, I would say kind of to the second thing I was alluding to a second ago, I just would say even, and I mentioned this at the very beginning, but like, you can't, you can't like put God in a box. Like, I think for me, I grew up in the church. I was pursuing, you know, being a pastor. I, I went to seminary. I grew up in the South. I had this picture of what God looked like. And I felt like, oh, in order to do ministry, in order to make a difference, it needs to be in the context of, of a church. And I believe in the local church. I love the local church. I was raised in the local church. But I saw firsthand that about 90, maybe more than 90% of this world is never going to step foot into this church, into a church, yes. you know? And yes. it was crazy just seeing that and being in that environment of, what, of, wow, like these girls are, you know, seeing something in me without me having to be like, hey, believe this. Hey, choose this. <laughs> right. hey, come to church with me. It was like, wait, how are you so confident? Wait, wow. how do you have so much peace? wait, you're so full of joy. And it was just this curiosity that was birthed in them because they saw God's spirit in me. And it was so cool to be able to just display that, not in a way of like, hey, like, let me, you know, bring bring you to church, which I also believe in, which I also still do. But it was totally. cool to see that God can use anyone in any environment to bring glory to his name. And he can use any outlet. He can use something like The Bachelor to bring glory to his name because that's how big and how good he is. And so to me, it just opened my eyes up of just, we are, and that's why I'm so passionate about this message is we're not all made to have the same calling and the same gifts. And it's not all made to look the same. I'm not supposed yeah. to have the same calling as you. You're not supposed to have the same calling as me. And those listening right now, like it's all of our, all of our callings, all of our purposes are so different and that's, what's beautiful. And that's why we are one body and why God has entrusted us, you know, in this time and,
in this generation to go and to be the salt and to be the light and to go and make disciples because if we were all trying to do the same thing, then there's a lot of people that aren't getting reached, right? And so right. if he sends us out into different, you know, fields and into different outlets and areas, like how beautiful is that if we all were to realize that, that we were all sent out for a reason in different ways, we all have different and beautiful gifts inside of us to give to the world and to make a difference. And yeah. to know that we've been called for such a time as this and that we were made for this moment. Imagine how amazing and how different this world would be if everyone realized that and, and rose up to the occasion and, and realized and had that revelation. And so that's what I'm, I'm so passionate about. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I love, oh my gosh, well done. You're like, nailed it. That's I was it. like, I'm gonna keep going. And I was like, I think I answered her question. I could like literally ramble for hours and I'm like, Maddie. I love it. Sorry. Maddie, this is why we'll be in the same place someday and just be like, Drinking coffee or tea and just go for hours. That's it. That's what I know. Hey, friends, just taking a quick break to tell you about one of our amazing partners, ID Tech Camp. When I was teaching elementary school, it was my favorite thing when I got to entertain my students until they learned something. You've heard me say it. And the area I had to be the most creative in was math, though I was always looking for ways to connect it to things they already cared about and enjoyed. That's the magic of ID Tech's instructors, y'all. They make abstract concepts relatable to help students latch onto math and other STEM subjects as like actual interests. Right now, ID Tech is offering a great deal. You can get started with one-on-one -on -one tutoring lesson for just $49 or save $150 on weekly small group semesters. Not only that, but they'll help your kids fill learning gaps, explore topics not covered in school, advance quickly, and have fun doing it, which you know matters to us. ID Tech is where kids and teens learn from the best. Their live instructors make learning fun with engaging courses in coding, design, game development, math, and more. If you've got a kiddo who's struggling with math or who's bored because they aren't being challenged, you can get started with the one-on-one -on -one tutoring lesson for just $49 or save $150 on weekly small group semesters. They now offer a variety of math homework help options so you and your kids can stress less and celebrate more when they ace those assignments and tests. With one-on-one -on -one tutoring and weekly small group semesters, there's something for every kid, every interest, every skill level. Scheduling is fast and flexible with options guaranteed to fit your family's busy schedule. So go to idtech.com slash that sounds fun right now and use the code that sounds fun to save $150 on weekly small group semesters. And for a limited time, you can also get started with a one-on-one -on -one tutoring session for just $49. That code is that sounds fun at idtech.com slash that sounds fun to save $150 and your child can start learning online from a live instructor right now. idtech.com slash that sounds fun. And I have one last incredible partner to share with you, the Calm app, you guys. Okay, take a moment, put both feet on the floor. Well, unless you're driving, <laughs> take a deep breath, unclench your jaw and relax your shoulders. Sometimes we all need a reminder to take a little time to ourselves and Calm can help. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com slash that sounds fun, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming. And new content is added every week. Over 100 million people, y'all, 100 million people around the world use Calm as a tool to help them take care of their minds. 
And for my friends, Calm is offering this special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash that sounds fun. Go to calm.com slash that sounds fun for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash that sounds fun. Sleep more, stress less, and live better with Calm. And now back to finish my conversation with Maddie. Will you tell me, so you move to Dallas and you meet Jenny Allen, who's just like an older woman in the faith. Obviously, a lot of people know her, but she's really also just like Jenny, who's speaking into a bunch of lives of women in your age bracket. Mm. Tell me how that has helped you. A lot of our friends listening are probably closer to Jenny's age or my age, right? Like we have a lot of friends in our tw- that are in their 20s, but we're not in our 20s anymore. <laughs> how does it matter to you that, o- that a woman like Jenny, that an older woman it sees you and is invested in your life? How does that impact you? I have prayed for most of my life for Jenny Allen. And it wow. has been the biggest honor and blessing and privilege of getting to see her up close and personal and of getting to know her and her family and just be poured into by her. She is such a genuine soul and so passionate to see people on fire for Jesus and walk in their purpose and to know that they're not alone and to find community. I mean, she's just such a rare and beautiful just light. And I think why her and I connect so well is that we have very similar just personalities. Like she'll call me out. You know what I mean? You sound like her, Maddie. I mean, y'all have some of the same like push. (laughs) A hundred percent. And so she will call me out. And I remember, I mean, even we were having Bible study, I think it was last week. And there was like four of us and I was going around and I was saying, you know, how the season had been a lot and it was overwhelming. And I was like, and I, I know, like, I already know the answer. So like, I don't need any advice. Like, I know I just need to take time to myself. I know I need to like, you know, go do this, go do that. Like, I know there's all these things I need to do. I need to do better. And she was like, that's not what I was going to say at all. She was like, you talked before I could say anything. That's not what I was going to say. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yes, ma'am. Tell me, tell me, tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me what I need to do differently. Tell me. Like, yes. she was just so, and I love that about her so much because she just has such a heart for seeing people walk in the fullness of what God has for them. And so she's, yeah. and I told her, like, I was like, I give you permission to call me out. Like, I give you access yeah. to my life. If you see something, please, please, please call me out, call me higher, tell me what I can do better. Um, and then also just seeing her, like just how God is blessing her ministry right now. And God is blessing just her influence is so beautiful. And I genuinely believe, and it's why I wrote so much about this in my book and one of the biggest that I preach, but I genuinely believe that that's so tied to her faithfulness and her ability to just be so honoring of what God has given her in the small moments when no one was around. She had to to fight battles in the private and when she had to make hard decisions when no one was watching. And I believe- Which she continues to do. That is still happening all the time. For sure. And I believe that's why God is entrusting her with more and why God's continuing to bless her influence. Um, But she has just been such a blessing to, you know, me and my roommate were both mentored by her. So she's just been such a blessing- to the both of us. And especially in this season when I'm stepping into, you know, being an author and in being more of a speaker and she's been able to really just, you know, pour into me in that way. She is one of like, if my phone rings and it's her, you just answer 
because you're like, she does, she is not going to talk to you for an hour. She's going to talk to you for 12 minutes, yeah. but she needs to say something. She right. has a question right. or she has some words or, and so, I mean, she called me one night, not long ago, Maddie, at like 1030. And I was like, well, all right, Jenny, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like I have one eye open, but you're like, yeah, yeah what's up? Tell me what, what do you want? Yeah, that's it. I'm like, did you hear the Lord? Did, is there something you need? What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> or did I do something wrong? Yeah. Did you see something on the internet you didn't like? And so, yeah, I just did. I think so highly. My mentor here in Nashville is named Nancy. And Nancy's the same. We Marco Polo like almost every day. Also, this is a great question. Maddie, do y'all hate Marco Polo? Do people in their 20s hate Marco Polo? Okay. Well, here's the thing. I That's Marco, a yes. That's I a Marco yes. Poloed for so long in college. It was like my thing. Like all of my friends, we loved doing it. And uh -huh. was, that was like our thing. And then I don't know. It just kind of, it just kind of disappeared. Like no one really... No, no one I know really does it. I know. I don't know why. This is it's great. This is this is the podcast you and I need to start. Is you and I need to talk about things that are working for twenty? How old are you? 28, 27? 25. Oh, 25. Okay, yeah, forty one. So I'm like, we need to like, I need you to teach me some things about TikTok because you're nailing it, and I am wasting my time on there. And oh so God, I just. Girl. We need a podcast where you just, we teach each other all about okay. being 41 and about being 25. In Honestly, that sounds great. That sounds great. Cause I, could, it would be so helpful I would love for me. To use all, I would love to have all of your wisdom, all the things you've learned, <laughs> life, relationships, uh, this just need. Right. Right. That's why we need each other. You, we need, like, I need Nancy so much because she's ahead of me, right? Like she's got grown kids my age. And, and so she like speaks into me making big life choices and yeah. like daily life choices. Yeah, It is. And so we Marco Polo. It's like, I mean, almost every day we talk on Marco Polo. It's like constant mentoring. Oh, bless her heart. Oh she gets no break. So no my break thing for me. is um, the voice memos. I send all, me and my yes. friends always do the voice memos. It, I think for me, it's just so much easier if I have to like go to another app and then keep up with another yeah. app. I think that's honestly why I'm so bad at it. Like I don't Snapchat. I don't do any of that stuff because I'm just genuinely so bad when there's like 40 different <laughs> apps that I need to be on. Like I'm like, it's just right. too much. There's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's TikTok, there's messages, there's phone, there's everything, right? And, and that's it. That's right. App, I'm going to lose my mind. And so for me, yeah, I can't do I can't it. Do it. I'm like, I can't keep up. It's too much. I'm overwhelmed. I have like a hundred thousand notifications, like in email, <laughs> phone messages. I'm like, I'm so bad. So I think that's why I don't Marco Polo. Um, okay. but I do voice memos. That's my thing. Okay. That's the one that, but yeah. Okay. I respect that. They disappear. That's what stresses me out is I'll listen to half of it and you either got to start over, which I'm like, that voice that memo is four and a half minutes. That is, I can't that, do. that is, that is something that I want to talk to with Apple and say, Hey, let's, let's change this because I have been yes. in the middle of making a phone call and I, oh no, 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 I'm making a phone call. I've been in the middle of leaving a voice memo and someone will call me and I'd be like five minutes in. All your work is lost. And yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I will lose my mind. I'm like, and then I'm like mad answering the phone call and they're like, what? I was just calling you. Right. Like, you ruined my voice memo. In the <laughs> also, I love that you just sang that because I sing Oh my gosh. I mean, I sing all the time. So this is going to be fine. We're going to be fine okay, um, for the rest of our lives. It's great. I'm very, I, I love this for us. I saw it coming. I mean, I, I knew it was going to happen, but it's been proven. You and me starting a new podcast, how we do this. I love it. Okay, Maddie. So the book is out this week, Made for This Moment. Um, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we say? 
I honestly, I feel like we we covered it all. I'm really excited. You know, I feel like this book really is, like I was mentioning, it really is an outlet for me. It's, I'm a private person. And so for me, writing is, it's therapeutic in a way. And so yeah. there's things that I talk about that is really uncomfortable for me to like talk about. Yeah. I'm getting better at it. I'm learning, but yeah. it's yeah. really hard for me to just like talk about. And so writing was that outlet for me. And so I'm just really excited for, uh, for people to be able to see you know, being made for this moment doesn't necessarily mean there's this one moment. And if you don't, if you don't make it, then you just miss your shot. It's actually, right. you know, you, you being just disciplined and just being devoted and being grounded and just constantly day after day choosing, okay, Lord, like I'm in this with you. You are the one who is going to give me mm. what I need to be, who you've called me to be and choosing that every day, you know? And so for me, just talking about those things, honestly, that a lot of people don't like talking about, like discipline yeah. and like preparation yeah. and like pain and like right. cost and sacrifices and things that right. come with being made for this moment. And just like you see, you know, the athletes and the the actors and just the Olympians and all the people who have made like just this huge wave and impact and done these amazing things, the Billy Grant, I mean, people who have done incredible yeah. things, they have made sacrifices, whether that is, yes. you know, health, like not eating certain things, whether that's you know, right, like giving up certain, you know, occasions and going to certain events to make sure they're whatever it is, like they make certain sacrifices and they prepare and they invest and they practice and they do all the things that they need to do to be ready, you know, for how God wants to use them and for the ultimate reason that they're, they're here and what they feel called to do. And so for me, I just, you know, have this heart to uh, to reach people and to show people like, yes, God has a big plan and purpose for your life. God has put something so beautiful and special inside of you, but ultimately it's up to you. Like really it's up to mm. you. And you're the only one who can get in the way of what God has for you and realizing actually your past can't hold you back. The enemy can't hold you back and the people around you can hold you back, but you can hold you back and you can stop you from stepping into what God has for you. And so how can we, you know, be a person that's not going to get in our own way? Like how can we yeah. you know, get past our past, deal with what's in front of us, be present Ooh. while continuing to dream, while continuing to prepare for what's to come, while still investing in the right here and right now. Like, what does that look like? How can we do that? And so I really talk about all of that in my book. And I'm just really excited. I feel like my, especially my generation, like the 20s, the 30s, and then those under me really don't get that a lot. And especially from people like yeah. my age, um, Years, yeah. For me, it was just like I want to get on their level and, and and just show them like, hey, I haven't been perfect. I failed a lot of times, but like, here's what I've learned throughout this journey of my life. Yeah, girl, you're a preacher, Pastor Maddie in the house. Let's go. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, let me tell you the last question we always ask because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Oh, okay, okay. This is my perfect. This is kind of like my perfect date night or my perfect okay. like getaway with family or friends. I love anything nature. I feel just so unbelievably myself and just so close to the Lord. And so yeah. I would probably say I love being out on the water. So probably like on a boat, um, just okay. cruising. We got the music turned up and the sun is setting and I'm with my people, whatever that looks like. If it's my yeah. friends, if it's my family, if it's a guy I'm dating, whatever, like I'm with my people and I'm just like embracing, embracing life. Like, I don't know, that probably would be like, those are like my favorite moments. Just being with my people, being outside, 
and just like jam into some good music. That's like, what are we listening to? What is it? Okay. Well, it depends. It depends on what time of the year. It depends on where we're at. Certainly in the summer or like over some kind of American holiday, it's gotta be country music. It got to be, got to be like, it's gotta be country music. Um, and then if we're, if we're like having like, you know, some really deep conversations and you know, we're somewhere where like, you know, the sun is setting and we're just really like, you know, having like life changing moments. And of yeah. course we're going to have our, our Maverick city music on, you know what I mean? <laughs> very um, good. Very good. So some worship in the background. We're just, we're just worshiping, giving our hearts to Jesus again. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it depends on the, on the environment or like, you know, we may have some Justin Bieber on, you know, if it's, if it's Great. more of a fun daytime yeah. moment and we're just trying to jam, it just depends. Okay. I respect all of that, Maddie. Yes. This is excellent. Well done, friend. <laughs> hey, thank you for writing this book. I cannot wait for our friends to get to read it. Happy launch week. That is just, it's a special week. So I'm excited for well, you. Thanks, girl. You are such a delight. And thank you for being a part of this message. You know, I have prayed for, you know, people like you in my life and just having the opportunity to have conversations like this that I believe are going to encourage other people. And yeah. it's just awesome. You are a moment maker and you're someone who's living out this made for this moment message. And so it's just an honor to have this opportunity just to to share this with your listeners and for you to be a part of, of this message that God's laid on my heart. So thank you. And thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. We are just getting started, friend. We are just getting started. <laughs> Amen. Oh, you guys, don't you love her? I know she's so smart and lovely and wise. I'm like, girl is a preacher, huh? So be sure to pick up your copy of Made for This Moment and follow Maddie so you can tell her thanks so much for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me, except TikTok. You guys, I just can't. I'm trying, but I can't. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. And today, what sounds fun to me is going to a wedding tomorrow that I'm really excited about. So that is a fun weekend ahead. If you haven't gotten your copy of What Sounds Fun to You, go ahead and do it today. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday with our friend, Pastor Mike Kelsey, taking over the podcast. You're not ready, y'all. They're so good next week. Y'all are not ready, friends. Next week's episodes are so good. We'll see you then. We'll see you then.